Yes, welcome along to Rugby World Cup today, brought to you by Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. Surly, with you here in the hot seat for your Wednesday night as we continue to slowly ramp up the fizz levels towards this weekend's big dance. And of course that third and fourth playoff, which we can't forget, I believe Argentina and England will be naming their sides overnight. So we'll kind of dive into that game a little more tomorrow, but still plenty to play for on the line in that one. Remember if we wind back four years ago, it was the All Blacks who won that game so it still is an important fixture it's been a big day of news though out of rugby out of world rugby today an interesting time to drop all of these major announcements in the build-up to the biggest weekend on their four-year calendar but I guess we should kind of expect it by now with world rugby they tend to move in mysterious ways at times but the announcement was made that the 2027 rugby world cup will include four more teams they are expanding as the game tries to seek that global stature so there'll be 24 teams going up from 20 which is interesting the world cup of course it will be held in australia it'll run from the 1st of october until the 13th of november a round of 16 will be introduced with the top two teams from each pool qualifying automatically for that round as they do currently and then the four best third place teams will also advance the tournament will, re will be reduced to six weeks with the pool phase reduced from five weeks to four. I'm surprised they got that one passed with player welfare but it is good to see that pool stage kind of compressed because I think by the end of the pool stage of this tournament we were all keen for finals footy. Interesting to note, the draw for the World Cup will take place in January 2026, about 18 months out from the competition kicking off, which is much improved from what it was this year, but it's still a reasonable time frame and a lot can happen in 18 months. I'll be keen to hear your opinion on double eight double three. Text through with what you think, because it's better than three or four years out like it was for this one, but still, as we've seen, a lot can change in 18 months and we want to avoid that quarter-final catastrophe like we had in the tournament this year. That wasn't the only major announcement today out of World Rugby as well. They announced the Nations Championship. It's been given the green light by a narrow margin in a council vote in Paris. The competition needed a 75% majority to pass and did so with 41 votes in favour and 10 against. You'd have to think the 10 against were from these Tier 2 nations because in a major flaw in the competition, in my humble opinion, it won't see the promotion relegation factor come in until 2030 which is pretty crazy so it's great for these tier one nations we're going to see more regular fixtures against the likes of your France your Ireland your South Africa so great for the cream of the crop but it is a bit tough for teams like Portugal etc who have shown throughout this World Cup that they deserve more of these big games I think the big winner from this one was Fiji they will be included in that tournament from the get-go and it just makes that Fiji and head coaching role which of course has now become available even more lucrative so keen to see who they get in there but an exciting tournament for those tier one nations I can't wait for that promotion relegation to come into play as well because I think that's when it's going to get really interesting and then finally as we all know Ireland skipper Johnny Sexton he hung up his boots after his side was dumped out of the World Cup quarterfinals at the hands of New Zealand 
in that crushing quarter-final defeat. However, the 38-year-old, he's already landed a gig outside of rugby despite only retiring just a few days ago. In fact, I didn't know this about him, but Sexton, he's actually been working as a commercial manager for a supplier of a glass and metal packaging company based in Luxembourg for the last two years part-time. And he's now going to move into that role full-time, so something quite different from footy there. If he does decide to backflip on his retirement, though, maybe he does the old Tom Brady and turns around pretty quickly, decides that working is not for him, then he has been offered a pretty lucrative one-year gig in Japanese rugby as well. So perhaps it might not be the end of the 38-year-old first five. He may well get lured back into the game. So that was your news for today. Time now for your Breakout Performer, brought to you by Breakout River Meats, 100% Australian meat, locally produced from Cowra in New South Wales. And the player I've highlighted today is Shannon Frizzell. And of course, so much of the talk around this All Blacks and Springboks game is that the games have been split one all this year, heading into the big dance. The big one for me though, Shannon Frizzell, he's won from one against the Springboks this year. And I think he is going to make a massive difference this weekend. He didn't lace up up against Twickenham and boy was his physicality missed on the night. Throughout this tournament he's been in fine form as well, he's made 39 tackles so far and he's doing so at an 85% rate so that's going at a great clip but then the often underrated aspect of his game in my opinion is his ability with ball in hand. Throughout the World Cup he's had 17 carries for 62 metres, he's beaten 6 defenders, 4 offloads which is another strong aspect and he's also scored 2 tries as well, he likes to get out into those wide ranging channels he dotted down twice on the weekend against Argentina as we also all saw sorry and I think he could prove to be a real handful for the South African defence so expecting a big night at the office from Shannon Frizzell a Clint a vintage Jerome Kaino Jr. type of performance which I think would just be what the doctor ordered up against this big South African pack so he is your breakout performer for tonight Shannon Frizzell producer Brad uh, great call. Uh, also, uh, Shannon Frizzell, uh, if memory serves, undefeated in all-black jersey this season when he's played. Uh, and I believe the Geordie-Rico combination also hasn't lost a test match when they've played this year. Uh, but just on that, the Rugby World Cup uh, 2027 and changes yep. to world rugby, you wouldn't want to finish second in your group. You know, that's going to make pool play even more... Uh, of a uh, importance because mm. you will play the top team in the second group. So, uh, look, with with uh, the teams are going to be spread out more, so you're probably not going to get the best team in the world and the fifth best team in the world. True. Uh, but you're definitely going to want to win your group to get a much winnable game because the top, you, you got to think with six groups, the best six teams in the world um, are going to to win their pool games, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I find that I find that really interesting to me. And, and also, uh, I just lost my train of thought, Sully. I was just I was talking more about the 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 tier the tier two nations. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that'll be the key is for a team like Fiji and to, mm. to see how they go in in a, in a group like that. Uh, and the draw itself, if FIFA can do a World Cup draw four months out from a football World Cup, <laughs> why can't World Rugby in a tournament that has a lot less uh, go into it? Mm. Why can't World Rugby do the same? 18 months for me is still too long. Look yeah. at how far the All Blacks have advanced in the last 18 months. Well, it's a great point. Well, South Africa and New Zealand are now the number one and two ranked sides in the world, and we came into this ranked fourth, battling to stay yeah. above fifth. It's also crazy to think, right, we're happy with 18 months now because we, th- we assume that that's close. It's we're, not. We shouldn't be settling for that, should we? It just shows how bad this year's draw was. I, I get logistics, but if the FIFA World Cup can do it, <laughs> 
why can't rugby do it? Like, I totally get you've got to put teams in certain areas, but the FIFA World Cup does this every single time. It's four to six months out from the tournament that you find. Because you don't find out who the last team is to qualify until about four months before the... I mean, the mm. All-Whites, last time they qualified the tournament, they were the last team to qualify, and then the draw was like a week later. So that that's the thing, is that if, the, if football can do it, why can't rugby do it in the same year that the tournament's been held? Now, that's a good call. Also keen to get your opinion on the Nations Championship, the promotion relegation. What's your thoughts on that? Because obviously it comes into play next year. Six years for promotion relegation? Yeah, and by then, where are these teams going to be at? We're almost going to be into our third World Cup cycle right then, right? So you've got yeah. 2027 and then 31, so you're going to be mm. a year out from a World Cup. Uh, to me, it's, it's it's a money thing though, right? Like for those top 12 nations, uh, stoke for Fiji, stoke for Japan. Uh, but what happens, to, like Portugal is going to get nowhere near that tournament. Uh, I think the Six Nations should look at promotion relegation, that sixth spot, um, and then the tier below it, Romania, Portugal, Russia, oh, well, not Russia anymore, but they, they, tend, they should play off for that sixth spot in the Six Nations. But the, the issue for me is that promotion relegate, why can't it come in straight away? Mm. There's no explanation for that. What are Samoa and Tonga playing for, you know? Yeah, and it's pretty crushing too. Like right after we've seen some of these tier two nations perform so well at the World Cup, it would have been the perfect time for some great news around them and that promotion relegation thing. Why does Italy get a free ride into this tournament? Yeah, well, they've shown now that they probably don't deserve it. Exactly. Crazy stuff, right? Time now for a break. When we come back, we will be joined out of the All Blacks camp with a couple clips from their media session today here on SENZ. Yes, welcome back to Rugby World Cup today here with Surly, brought to you by Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. And like I mentioned prior to the break, New Zealand, they held their media session today ahead of the final with South Africa set to hold theirs overnight, I believe. Makes me a little nervous that we haven't heard from Rassi yet. I think normally it's a Wednesday where we get get some dished up some of his genius so maybe he's cooking up something extra special for this week but into the All Blacks camp we go with Dalton Papali'i, Shannon Frizzell and Jason Ryan all speaking today. It's fair to say Shannon he's probably more of a doer than a talker he didn't have much to contribute during this press conference but luckily Dalton he had plenty to say so let's start with him first and the first question that was put to him is how is he feeling a few days out from the final after earning one more week which has been the language all tournament like they did last week against the Pumas? I think the, the boys are in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, like I said in that comment, you know, this is the this is the moment on top of the mountain that everyone chases. You know, every every kid, you know, growing up, you know, you sort of have that thought, oh, man, you know, one day I'd love to be there, but to make it a reality and to go through all the hard all the hard yards, you know, getting to this game, um, it's sort of, it's making out, it's going to be a big one. And uh, this is the game that, we got to leave it all out there, so looking forward to it. And I was incredibly impressed throughout this press conference. Obviously, that was just the first clip, but the way Dalton articulated himself throughout this, obviously, you know, Blues, Skipper, he's used to doing plenty of media stuff, but so often these days, just heading into big games, you get some pretty short answers from guys as they're starting to lock in, but I thought Dalton was really good. The next question that was put to him is around the biggest improvements or changes to the All Blacks four-pack since Jason Ryan took over and just how influential he's been on his play as well. He's probably been one of the best forwards coaches um, that I've had, and I've only had him for a short short amount of time. I had him in under twenties, but you know, seeing his growth from there to when he came into the All Blacks, he holds everyone accountable. You, anyone you could have a hundred games or even one game, 
and he'll still call you out and it sort of keeps you on your toes, which is a good thing. Um, it's pressure, pressure will always, you know, hold you accountable when he does that. He does that. And the good thing is that I'm pretty sure you're well aware of that he's, he's got good banter as well. So, you know, he, he's a mate, but also he'll hold you accountable um, when uh, when you're on the job. So he's been massive for uh, for the shift in the forwards. And, you know, I think he he's, he's pretty in a pretty good area at the moment. So some nice words there from Dalton on Jason Ryan. And speaking of Jason Ryan, he was up next. The first question that was put to him was around being the last test for quite a few of these All Blacks legends. So has the team spoken about it much internally? And what's it like to be farewelling some senior members this weekend? We definitely haven't talked about farewells. We've talked around um, this week being the best that we can. Um, we had a, a quite a nice night last night as a team and some of our experienced leaders spoke around what it's been to be an All Black and um, their previous experiences in World Cups, as well as some of the younger boys. So um, that's that's been a special part of our week and it was quite a nice time last night just listening to some of those guys who, you know, anyone that's played 100 tests, you've got a couple of stories, haven't you? So it was good to um, listen to those boys. And the question was put to Dalton around those stories that were shared last night. Could he share a few moments or just how special was it to hear from some of these All Blacks legends? Dalton, just just up the bat here, uh, just touching a little more on last night. I respect you don't want to necessarily go into exactly what was said, but can you tell us, were there a few tears last night, and is it helpful to get that emotion out of the way early in the week before such such a big game? Yeah, there were a few tears, and it's and I think that's awesome to see you know players showing vulnerability and also just opening up opening up about how much this this tour and this sort of game means. And, you know, there was something saying, you know, this is probably one of the most important games of All Blacks history because, you know, the for an All Blacks team to, you know, sort of went through a bit of a hard path to get here, media, you know, friends, family, even criticising us and all that, and we stuck together and we weren't, we weren't even said to be in the final. And now look at us, we're here. So I think it, a lot of different players take it dif- uh, differently and I think some of the older players probably hit a little bit harder and it was good to see you know the just a bit of the emotion and and the want from them and seeing that just gives gives all the other players an extra two three percent to think okay we're going to the well um and we're gonna we're gonna give it all so cool to hear the All Blacks lads being vulnerable with each other. As an All Blacks fan myself, that kind of just gives me a little more confidence ahead of this weekend. It seems like this week, of course, the media coming out of the All Blacks camp prior to the Island game, they were so locked in, so determined. Last week there was probably a bit of a shift heading into Argentina, which is only natural, but it seems like the New Zealand side, they've got that same intensity about them as well. So great to hear the lads are really getting around each other and what is the last week for some massive names in New Zealand rugby. The next question that was put to Jason Ryan is around the Springboks bomb squad and just how good their bench has been. So how much thought has gone into trying to counter that and how do you try and take the fizz out of their bench performance? Yeah, we could take some gas out of that bomb, wouldn't it? They, uh, <laughs> they, um, you know, they, as I said it before, they've got their, they've got their um, I guess their DNA as a four-pack and, you know, it shifts momentum for them, but we've got trust in our, our plan this week and, we believe we'll be able to um, be there right to the end. And the Bomb Squad, it's quite a cool name, isn't it, for a bench unit to come on. It probably adds a bit of excitement as well to them as they're about to head into this game. So Dalton was asked if the All Blacks bench have a name for themselves as well. Oh, yeah. 
Well, funny this, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we're actually starting to watch, um, I've got a little group happening in the um, team room at our hotel, and we're watching Band of Brothers, and uh, the 101st Airborne and the Easy Company. So I made a little joke, um, saying, you know, um, you know, they got the bomb squad, and so we can we could have the Easy Company, which we <laughs> want to go in and finish the job and do, be in the trenches, but... Um, yeah, talking about the the bomb squad, man, they've proven themselves, and they uh, man, they they can come on and change a game like that. So um, we we've we've just sort of uh, we sort of need to identify, you know, whoever's on the bench and that need to really be um, screwed on up top and you know give it hell. Yeah, the Easy Company, I like that name. And to be fair, both sides are pretty stacked off the bench as well. I certainly think the All Blacks bench is capable of going with them. There's already been some rumours around a few changes to that bench as well for this weekend. So let's see if that eventuates. But it's going to be an interesting battle, isn't it? And South Africa showed last week, if you don't show up for the full 80 minutes, maybe even extra time, then they are a strong finishing side. They're never out of a game. So that Bomb Squad versus Easy Company battle is almost going to be an own storyline in itself. Dalton, he was then asked to comment on the bongi situation. Of course, there's still those allegations floating around. So what does Dalton make of it all? Dalton, I'm not sure how much you players are fo focused or even following the bongi situation, but broadly speaking, how important is it that racism has no place in the game and how important is it for you that the players are held accountable for something bigger than just the sport? Yeah, 100%, you know, I'm against racism. And I think, uh, you know, All Blacks as an organisation and players, we are fully against it. But, you know, there's, I think there's been allegation, but there's nothing been proven. So I can't really have anything to say on that because uh, whether true or not, I'm, I don't know. So, But I just want to know that all of us are against racism and it shouldn't be in our game. But I'm not going to comment on that because I'm, I'm not too sure if it's true or not. So... Yep, certainly an evolving situation and no doubt we've probably not heard the last of it yet. The next question that was put to Dalton is around how the squad is going to evolve post-World Cup. Of course, we've already heard Jason Ryan say they're not talking about how it's a farewell or more a chance to send these guys out on a special note. So on that, just how special will it be having Aaron Smith lead the hucker for the last time and hopefully get a win for these guys that are leaving post-World Cup? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be... Um He's going to be real excited. Uh, he's going to probably feel a lot of emotions, but he's another man. We are, when I talk about leaders, who he has, he's got plans in place to, you know, pinch himself in moments, thinking I'm in this moment now. Like how how exciting! But then he can flick a uh, switch and be, um, be like, "Yeah, I'm into game mode now." So, um, yeah. And there's a few leaders in the team that you know it's going to be their last sort of um, game in the jersey. So it's a big. It's a big, um, big game for uh, for us and even the other players who are staying, knowing that we want to we want to send those boys out on the high. You know how much how much they put into the jersey. Uh, we're standing on their on their um, what's that quote? It's uh, standing on the shoulders of giants. And I think it's they they're the ones. You like that? Yeah, <laughs> you like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think um, we got to give a lot back to them. And um, Nuggy Aaron Smith, he's been at the head of the team for for years now, uh, and he's been playing the best footy. So, uh, pretty pretty excited for him. Shannon, any quotes from you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> So I mentioned Shannon Frizzell, a man, a few words. It's fair to say that's probably one of the only times he piped up, but good to get some banter in there from Dalton as well. Of course, the Springboks, they head into this game, the number one ranked side in the world, and they've been in great form throughout this competition. So what does Jason Ryan think that the Springbok side brings different to Argentina and Ireland? 
Oh, I think that you know their set piece is obviously phenomenal. The you know big team, they um, they got a really clear identity of way they the way they want to play, and um, they they got some good little bits of variation around how they use the ball as well. So two different teams, I guess, when you look at four pack wise, uh, you know they're really clear as I said on their identity as a four pack around their scrum and more. And of course these two proud rugby nations have some great history amongst them, both searching to be the first to win four World Cups. Of course you've got the 95 final, there's so much to dig into. So are the All Blacks digging into that history between these two teams this week or does the World Cup final kind of speak for itself in terms of motivation? Yeah, well, definitely the history is a big part of it, isn't it? You know, like you sort of build that up probably more towards the end of the week, you feel that. we just got to make sure we get our game right first and foremost and you know, we, we believe we've got a clear plan around that and then as we get closer to the game, the old mental, you know, side of the the week kicks in and, you know, you can, you know, we talked a little bit around the legacy last week, but there's no secret it's been a massive tradition. It's it's awesome, you know, you, we still, you, know, you love going to South Africa as, as being a part of the All Blacks and getting into some Biltong and some Bryce. It's just a special place to tour and and they, they bring a special part of their game that, you know, I think makes it the just a great rivalry and to be doing it in a World Cup final is just, you know, that, that's when you want to be playing, that's when you want to be coaching, it's all you want to do is set yourself up for a gold medal, so we're looking forward to that and the history is going to be pretty special. And the final question that was put to All Blacks assistant coach Jason Ryan was around Ian Foster and how he's been through so much over the last couple years. So what has it been like alongside him, observing how he's been working and how it feels to get to this point now with him as your All Blacks coach? I think one of the great things about love, uh, the great things about Foz is just how much he loves the All Blacks. You know, it's all about the team, every decision he makes and, um, you know, he's... You know, yeah, clearly he's been through a lot, but the All Blacks have been through a lot, to be honest. It's never about one person in the All Blacks, and that's, what, um, that's what's been um, impressive to me. Yeah, will he be Sir Ian Foster come midday on Sunday? We'll soon find out. But it's just gone 6.30, so now it's news time with Johnny Mack. When we come back, we'll be joined by the great man, a member of the 1995 Rugby World Cup side, Josh Kronfeld. <laughs> Gotta watch the balls pre-kickoff. Welcome back to Rugby World Cup today, brought to you by Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now, and it's great to welcome into the show, live from Paris, All Blacks legend Josh Cromfeld. I understand you're over there with All Blacks tours, mate. How's it all going? No doubt plenty of food and wine being consumed, but you must be with a pretty oh. exciting bunch of All Blacks fans heading into this weekend, right? Oh, I've actually gone down sick, mate. <laughs> oh, no. I've been, I've been a bit of isolation, uh, Got, got, um, yeah, I've just been really unwell. So, uh, I've definitely been pulling up some snot rags, put it that way. <laughs> Fair call. And speaking of, the weather's supposed to get a bit rough over there this week, isn't it? So, how's it actually looking? Because we're hearing she's meant to be wet for the final. Is that the case? Yeah, look, it, it may do that. I mean, the, the sun's out, blue sky at the moment. Um, to be honest, it's a bit like Auckland weather at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, after, 
and everything we've been going through and then to get here and uh, it's almost the same sort of style. You don't know what you're going to wake up to and then five minutes later it's raining and then and then, uh, then the next, next hour the sun's out again. You know, it's, it's, it's been really uh, changeable. Um, but, I mean, it, it adds to the dynamic. I mean, the boys will be preparing for whatever for whatever on the weekend and um, uh, hopefully there isn't rain on the ground. Uh, that changes the whole dynamic and, and you know, bridges any gap of uh, flowing play between the two sides. So, um, you know, having dry will be wonderful, but it'll be what it'll be for the World Cup. For sure, and obviously it was a big win for the All Blacks over the weekend against Argentina. They kind of stepped things up to another level again. What impressed you the most about the All Blacks in that semi-final? Oh, I think it's just that they got the job done. You know, like they could have, um, you know, allowed RG to, to just make things messy and make it close and niggly, and they just got on with their job and did what they needed to do to get points on the board. And, um, the first half was. You know, maybe a little slow, but as the tempo of the game picked up, you know, they, they, they applied the things that they do really well to the game. And uh, consequently, the score was what it was, and you know, uh, which was just fantastic. Because, I mean, when you're leading in from, you want that semi-final to be just nice and controlled and, you know, uh, so that you, you're building to the following weekend and, um, or you're not having to fight to get to the following weekend. Yeah. It had all the right ingredients to to, to to lead into what we're going to see on the on the weekend against South Africa, and which is perfect. Yeah, you mentioned the word building there, and I feel like this side has really built nicely over this World Cup. What have kind of been the biggest areas of improvement that have stood out to you over the duration? Obviously, leading into the tournament, the form probably wasn't where they wanted it to be, but now they've really hit their straps. Yeah, I mean, everybody's been talking about the form. I don't think our form is completely out. I think I think a lot of it just um, comes down to mental aptitude on, on the day. And uh, I think they've got to understand it a bit better uh, and the criteria that are required from game to game rather than, oh, this is one we've got to really get away or, or um, we've got to watch ourselves here. So when you get that sort of understanding, it, it just happens kind of naturally. And that's what it felt like. It feels like it's going on at the moment. Um, in terms of skill set, I think we've been, you know, capable along uh, across the board and in most things. And, and, and maybe we've just fine-tuned and we're just a little bit more specific with certain things. I still question the kicking game. I, I'm a bit lost there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not a bat, so what do I know? Um, <laughs> you know, but I think we need to... I do feel like that we're giving away too much easy ball. Uh, you know, so if come this weekend, I just hope that we're really precise with what it is we're trying to, to achieve when we do kick uh, because we are pretty good at holding and maintaining that ball and, uh, and I feel that that's going to be the important ingredient. You know, like Ireland showcased that you could do 30-odd rucks in a row you know, and I feel like we've got players on our team that have the skill set to be able to do that too. So maybe maybe that's what we need to just think about um, rather than kicking for the sake of kicking. And South Africa, uh, old foe, they will kick the ball a lot. So I think maybe that's where you're going to say there. They're a proud rugby nation though. And this really is the perfect final historically, isn't it? Like two countries that are just crazy about rugby and love playing against each other. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I mean, we're fierce foes. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Both teams like to beat the other team. Both teams have utmost respect. Um, both teams have incredible fight, that high power and strength, you know, full packs that um, can obliterate other full packs uh, and hardworking efforts. I mean, everything about this is a great game. I you know, it's fantastic that those are the two teams that are meeting. You know, it would have been lovely to maybe that, well, maybe France has stayed in it. Um, it took a little bit of lackluster out of the cup here in Paris when, it, when they got knocked out. But, you know, as, as we've moved on a week and the, the Parisians have uh, started to embrace the, the, the fact that the French team isn't there, you know, we've, we've caught, we may have gained a, uh, a few more uh, French supporters uh, at, showcasing, you know, towards our, our side. Uh, and maybe a few South African options as well, but it's, um, it's generated by music here and people are, uh, you know, like excited about the end of this World Cup coming up. I wanted to take you back to the last time these two sides met in a final, of course, 1995. So much of the chat and the build-up has been around that final, but what do you remember from that game, mate? Uh, not a hell of a lot, to be honest. I've never yeah. actually watched it. Um, I, I do remember the drop kick because it was running towards us uh, when it went over. Just had nothing left in the tank, you know. But it was, it was on twelve all. We'd gone into uh, extra overtime, um, you know. It, it was, and then being on the belt and all that sort of stuff, you know. It's two pretty uh, wrecked teams, and you know, chuck in the the uh, the health of our team and, and whatnot from the so-called poisoning. All those little factors, all ingredients. Then on the flip side of that, you chuck in immensity of what that game meant to, to um, South Africa at that time, returning from apartheid and Nelson Mandela and walking down and shaking everybody's hands and the, and the, and the, the greeting gold of the number six jersey, their, their captain, Francois Spinner. Um, you know, it's just massive. You know, like you, you couldn't uh, showcase an event like that uh, ever again in some respects because it had so much meaning to... Uh, Oh, I guess the, the return of, of of South Africa to the international sporting scene and, and what that meant to the country. So, um, yes, we never quite got over the line. And, uh, and that was, I guess, uh, devastating for New Zealanders and the team alike. Um, but uh, we were part of history and something special. And, um, and that will always be quite unique. Yeah, just hearing you talk about it gives me goosebumps. But you were wearing the seven that day. Sam Kane will wear the seven in this game. Another outstanding tournament for him. I feel like, again, his game's really come on in leaps and bounds. What's impressed you the most about his game and his performances so far? He was massive against Ireland. Yeah, look, it's just a little, little thing, you know. Um, you know, he he's good in and around the short ball and over the contact and, you know, slows the other ball down defensively, super sound um, to the point that he's, excuse me, <coughs> offensive in his, in his uh, tackle. I'm sorry, offensive in his, his defense. You know, like uh, his tackles were turning over ball and um, just putting pressure on that contact situation. I mean, just the calmness, I think, about the way he goes about his job, you know, uh, whether it's with the referee or with the uh, reflecting to his boys, you know, there's no manic sort of um, feeling that, or panic 
and the way he executes and makes his decisions. All those things are, are, are good leadership qualities um, for a team that, especially going into um, this final situation. And also, I think for, for Sam, you know, like he's, he's brought a fair bit of flat um, from uh, the, our media and maybe some of the public because of that media uh, flag. So for him to be playing well and doing what he does um, means really one thing. And, you know, I, I wish him all the best for this game as well and, and that it continues and, and it pans out how it should pan out. 100%. And a few other names will be hoping it does as well. Some all-black legends, guys like Whitelock, Coles, Retellick, Smith. How much of a motivator do you think it'll be for the team to send those guys out as winners? I think I think all players want to uh, do a little bit of, of that for, for the, you know, the players that they've grown up around or watched and then come in and join. You know, like those, those players are historical uh, legends, you know, the immediate legends. And probably go on to be some of our greats as, as we continue to look, reflect in future times. And um, you know, so yes, there is that that choice. But I, I think most of it is just for the team. You know, like it's about being super tight. Yes, the individual is important, but it's about being tight as a team, doing it for each other. And, um, and my hope is that that is the feeling because I know the older players would be thinking, you know that way and, and and I think that has to be internally the best drive you know um, that we get together we make decisions together we hunt together we create together and um, that way when we get into the contact situation the ball stays safe in our hands and, um, and, and that and that we're executing uh, at the highest percentage of the time so um, wow what a, what a fantastic game we're building up into, you know, like I, I don't, anyone that isn't looking at this rugby game and isn't thinking this is going to be one of the most fantastic events that we've seen in rugby, uh, especially after those quarterfinals, uh, would have to be more on. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree, mate. And finally, before I let you go, on that note, could I get a prediction from you? What are you thinking? Obviously, the heart says all blacks, oh, but look, you're going to follow I, the heart? I, I, yeah, I'll definitely follow the heart. I, 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 I don't think you can make a prediction on this game, uh, especially with the variables, what the referee brings, yellow being red card, um, how they're going to let this game flow. We've seen uh, some of our top referees be influenced by the immensity of, of situations and, and, and the, the crowd. Um, already in this World Cup, so you can't take that factor out. Um, the, 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 what both teams had to go through in those quarterfinals to get to the stage in South Africa last week, how does that weigh into the picture? You know, where are they mentally because of that? Um, all those sort of little ingredients feed into uh, what could happen on the weekend. But my, my dream, and I'm always about the dream, uh, versus what, what the outcome could be. <laughs> My dream is that um, we see something like those quarterfinals that both teams had to play. It's an absolute battle. goes to and fro. Uh, we're on the edge of our seat to the point that uh, we, we, we can't even watch. And um, the boys sneak through with maybe a one to two point win. 
Um, and that would be the icing, I think, on what's been pretty much an amazing World Cup. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I would like to Hey, you've got me sold. You, you painted that picture perfectly. Cheers for jumping on Rugby World Cup today, mate, and joining us live from Paris. I hope you have a great week in the build-up. Stay dry. Hope you feel better soon and enjoy the festivities Thanks, and, mate. of course, enjoy the game. Get up the All Blacks. Yes, welcome back to Rugby World Cup today, brought to you by Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. And those words, Bowden Barrett, go Bowden. Look, will we get a repeat this year? I can imagine it, Brad, just like a go Jordan, and we just see Will go Jordan Will. just steaming down the sideline to get that record. Mm. It would be rugby union poetry, wouldn't it? Yeah, with Nisbo calling the game, oh. uh, Mills by his side, Goldie mm. down on the sideline next to Kirsten, Serge AK. Yeah, it could be a, a golden moment, of course, uh, coverage here on SNZ with uh, D-Mac and Cully, yeah. the A-team. Do you reckon then Richie Moanga would get off the fines list for that show and go last week? <laughs> Someone texted in early because there are murmurs that Richie is carrying an injury. No. Um, just, just, look, it's just a... Just, it's just a murmur. Surprised you haven't heard it because you're normally pretty close to this sort of stuff. Oh. Uh, but uh, uh, someone asked if um, if Will Jordan maybe punched him for not giving him the pass for well, that fourth try. I did get sent a video and it was cursed actually at All Blacks training, saying Richie had pulled up with an injury. But that was prior to the France game. That was I'm yeah, sure. that, that was that was a while ago. Look, look, um, it's just like obviously the league team has sort of leaked again, uh, and there was. <laughs> A couple of people I'd spoken to had heard the rain. Two of these people were in Paris. That uh, that there's a little talk going around that Richie's got a, not a serious injury, but just dealing with a little niggle. So it's muscular, not stomach not, food related. Not sure. Bowden's done a little bit of uh, reps at uh, ten, so Ooh. just in case. So that would mean Damien into fifteen. Yeah, but I think Mwanga plays unless he's got two broken legs. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, that actually surprises me that Bowden's done reps at ten because they've been really reluctant to move him to ten, haven't they? It's always been Damien. Might there, be a Bowden trust. The might be a trust issue. Yeah, true. Um, look, and I'm, I'm sure. Look, Dmax probably done reps there too, but maybe they just think it's less unsettling. I'm not sure. Wow, rest up, Richie, because that's the last thing we need, isn't and it? And it's just rumours, folks. It's just <laughs> a few people out of Paris. Spreading rumours. Yeah, any complaints, send them through to Brad. I'm sure he'd be happy to hear them. But time now for your schedule of games ahead of this weekend's action. Like Brad said, they're all live here on SENZ. Saturday morning, England versus Argentina. That's an 8am kickoff. Then on Sunday morning, the big dance. The All Blacks will take on South Africa from 8am as well. So that's us for Rugby World Cup today. Tonight on your Wednesday night, I'm actually off to the Warriors jersey launch now. The other love of my life. So looking forward to that. But I'll catch you back here. Same time same place tomorrow night here on SEN. Go well. Up the wires.